holidays, all you nostalgic chief financial officers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. I'm Nicholas St. Gunning. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Said, One of us is a 9021 expert. St. Gunning, I feel Saint like. Nicholas St. Yeah. Gunning. Uh, one of us is a 9021 expert. The other is a 9021 novice. Uh, I'm, I can't think of anything. Oh. I'm Kendra Mickles. And I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. Well, I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them, although I'd never seen this before. And, nope. and I can't, I can't say that now. Nope. Cause I have, I have seen it. You have. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life, previously Ooh. on X-Men, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're discussing the made-for-TV movie, Deck the Halls. Great title. They no, sure do deck the halls in this movie. I, I guess they do. If I was going to sum up the action in this movie, it would be the decking of halls. You know? So many you halls think? get yeah. decked. Yeah. Give it a rest. <sighs> All right. Let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This movie originally aired on December 12th, 2005. Uh... How, how long ago was that at this point? Many years. 17 Going, years. Yeah, I was going to say close to 20. Birthdays to mention. <laughs> 17 is close to 20. Oh, we're punchy, Kendra. We're both punchy today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's this It's a movie. Saturday. Don't we we don't is. normally it's... record on Saturdays. Normally we we're in like work mode when we were, yeah. were like taking a break from the that's work true. day. Yeah, to that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, birthdays. December 13th, Daniel Cosgrove, who played Matt in the later years, turned 35. Good old Matt. And January 2nd, Gabrielle Carteris turned 44. Okay. How old do you think Gabrielle Carteris was supposed to be in this movie? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's it's played kind of like she's a young widow, and that kid is probably eight. They so say I he's eight. Say, they say he's eight. So, I mean, I feel like she's supposed to be early 30s okay maybe not maybe they just had kids later in life that's I what i would have assumed as well we'll yeah. we'll talk about it uh one death to mention december 16th actor john spencer known for his roles on la law and the west wing passed away oh this was a sad time you were never into the west wing right that was not one that you No, my parents were into the you west did. wing actually okay. huh. um but not i okay all right uh, it, well, West Wing was going when this happened, and it was a big storyline where his character was the vice presidential candidate at the moment. And he, you know, he died off screen, and they had a couple episodes in the can. And like Martin Sheen came out and was like, "This terrible thing happened. We're going to keep airing the episodes." And then his character Leo was just sort of like off screen, and they're like, "Oh, you just miss Leo," which was very awkward. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the character died in the show. But it was all very sad. It was just. I don't know. This one kind of hit. It was a, it was a big deal. I love the West Wing. It's so hard when a you know a show has to to deal with that yeah. because we know yeah. what happened or or a movie like we just saw uh, Wakanda Forever and right. I was like bawling yeah. during all the parts where they were talking lot, about Black Panther. A lot of really nice Chadwick Boseman tributes yeah. in that movie. Mm -hmm. All right, movies December 9th, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Boy, remember those movies were like, this is the next thing chasing the coattails of Harry Potter. And then what did they make? Two? Three? I think they made three. I think they got to did the they? Dawn Treader. Oh, I'm pretty sure okay. they did. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I was uh, waiting for the horse and his boy, but it didn't happen. <laughs> they never get to the horse and his boy when no, they're they making don't. these movies. I feel they like the Don Treader is as far as they ever get. And the Don yeah. Treader was always my favorite, though I don't know if I saw this universe's Don Treader. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember seeing a, cup, a couple of these in theaters. But I certainly lost interest, as did the rest of the world, because they didn't make. I loved more. the first one. The first one was great. Oh yeah, I have very little. I don't think I've seen it outside of like watching it in the theaters that time. So, hmm. all right. I remember there's an old BBC version of it, and my wife and I always quote when uh, Aslan is coming. He's always like children, children, <laughs> and for years we and like Hillary's sisters would quote it as Lucy, Lucy. But that's not what he says. No. It's children children <laughs> i loved the bbc version uh, oh yeah we grew up yeah. watching that i mean that's why that's when the don treader became my favorite but we yeah. also watched the land witch in the wardrobe the teeth on that little girl the little girl who plays lucy in that the teeth yeah. are, they're like a runaway train they're yeah. just trying to get away from her poor little thing i can say this because i had giant buck teeth as a child and frankly they're still pretty big but when i was a kid they were you could advertise on them, so I know. <laughs> I always felt like I had really big buck teeth. Like my two front teeth are pretty big. You have but... big front teeth, but your teeth are like perfectly white and straight. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Mine also are kind of like we don't really want to be here. So hey, I wanted to say that okay. every time I think about the line, the witch in the wardrobe, I think about my dad because when he was in college, he was in like a production of Line, the Witch in the Wardrobe, wow. and there's what like didn't he do pictures. <laughs> And there's like pictures of him. He was like one of the 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 people that was like taunting Aslan as he was as he's getting killed. So okay, <laughs> pretty funny. Okay, that is funny. All right, I mean, Dece- last <laughs> December thirteenth, Kronk's new groove. Oh, I I was excited when this came out because I loved Emperor's New Groove so much. Kronk's New Groove, not so much. I haven't seen it, but I I love Emperor's New Groove for sure. It's got its moments, and it's like the whole original cast, but it's one of those things where they couldn't decide on a story, so they're like, oh, yeah, and then this happened, and we have like a flashback. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and then it comes back again. (laughs) Oh, okay. Gotcha. A little weak. (laughs) That was a pretty good Kronk impression, though. Thank you. (laughs) December 14th, Peter Jackson's King Kong came out. Oh, I've never seen it. <gasps> what? I know. I know. Have you never I'm, seen it? I know, and I'm I'm blood brothers with your husband who loves it, and we've never. This is like his New it. Year's Eve movie for some reason. Yeah. He loves to watch this movie on New Year's. Well, he did just watch it a couple months ago, but Reach he usually own. loves to watch it on New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve, it's a great one. Yeah, seven eight hours long on that one. Is that right? <laughs> uh, seven. It's eight. on the low block end. Out a, block yeah. out a couple of uh, nights. Okay. <laughs> nah, it's not that long. Okay. December 23rd, Steven Spielberg's Munich came out. I haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it either. I cannot believe I still have not seen this movie. There's a lot of Spielbergs that I haven't seen. I feel like I do pretty I well with game. on the Spielberg list, but yeah. I don't know. I keep missing this one. So. Yep. Did you T- say Syriana with George Clooney? Because that came out December 9th. Oh, year. I'm sorry. And I didn't no, even okay. see it. It's just one that I've always wanted to see, and I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either. But I did just watch Ticket to Paradise. Oh, was it good? No, Kendra, it wasn't. And I knew that it was going to be, I knew, I mean, just the premise is like, oh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts are exes who can't stand each other. Like, what's going to happen? You know, so like, you know, going in. But like, because they're at odds the whole time, like they're never really like funny or fun. And by the time it finally happens, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we know. Okay. (laughs) So no, I was very impatient. Oh, 
Well, that's a bummer. I know. I know. TV, September 27th. The TV movie Stewie Griffin, The Untold Story, dropped on DVD. The, uh, <laughs> the special featured Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling, and Jason Priestley reprising their 90210 roles for <laughs> for extended bit on Andrea's advanced age. It's a, I haven't seen this, but I have seen this 90210 clip, which is very funny. It is very, very funny. <laughs> it's, it's as funny as it is mean. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's very mean, but it but it is very yeah. funny. Yeah, the, she she has a line where she's like, "This whole place was just orange groves as far as the eye could see," and that one just killed me. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Uh, look it up on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe I'll put it in here. Who who knows? Maybe you will. I've got to get out to California. I dare say I'd fit right in with the kids from nine zero two one zero, even the older looking one. Boy, that test sure is going to be hard tomorrow. You said it, Donna. Hey, Andrea, can you help me study? What? I said, can you help me study? Dylan, I fixed your socks. Hey, Andrea, are we still going to the concert? This used to be all orange groves, far as the eye could see. Okay, so I'll pick you up at 7. Barbara Stanwyck and I used to take the trolley. Dylan and Brenda are there, but they don't talk. They sit there, they don't talk, but... But Tori they're present. Jenny Garth and Jason Priestley all like do dialogue, which is fun. December 19th, the Howie Mandel game show Deal or No Deal debuted. Deal or No Deal. I always think of that SNL spoof of Deal or No Deal. So <laughs> where Steve Carell and he's like, now we got a whole bunch of dead alpacas. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that one? <laughs> no. Google it. It's so funny. <laughs> I love Deal or No Deal. This show should be so boring, but it it is not boring. I'm always like, oh. what's in the case? Are they picking the right case? <laughs> Do you remember Gold Case from 30 Rock? <laughs> no. Where somebody's, hold- oh, somebody's yeah. <laughs> holding a solid gold case, which is super expensive. So, like, the model holding it is, like, bending over, <laughs> trying desperately to keep... And John McEnroe's like, this whole game is stupid! <laughs> <laughs> I love playing Deal or No Deal when you go oh to, like, a, like, a Dave & Buster's. They have the Deal or No Deal, oh. like, game that you can play. I love it. Yeah, okay. All right, music. Here are some Christmas albums that came out in 2005. Hit me. Brian Wilson's What I Really Want for Christmas. I love that one. And it feels so Christmassy. Some, 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 something. So funny. No, that it's was great. One. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> the Gift of Rock by Smash Mouth. Oh. Dig That Crazy Christmas by Brian Setzer Orchestra. Oh. This this is a good opportunity for us to correct a mistake. The last time we were talking about them, we were like taking turns saying Setzer and Seltzer. Yep. So yep. with our apologies to the Brian Setzer Orchestra and his family. It's Setzer. Setzer. There's and you no know what? I, know. I, I edited I know. that episode and I could have I could have cut it all out, but I didn't. So You didn't. You didn't. I left it in. No. Okay. Cheetalicious Christmas. <laughs> By the Cheetah Girls. I did not know the Cheetah Girls had a Christmas album. Are you going to it? Maybe. Okay. I like the Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Well, okay. I like the first Cheetah Girls. The second one is fine. The third one is just, it's not great. Wait, the albums? Or like, are there different iterations of Cheetah Girls? The movies. The Cheetah Girls Oh, the movies. movies. The movies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. This is, I don't know anything about these, so. <laughs> You don't, you don't haven't heard of the Cheetah Girls movies? I know. I mean, yeah, I've heard of the okay. Cheetah Girls, but I couldn't have told you a single thing about them, oh, okay. including that there were movies. There are three movies. Okay. Yep. All right. Video games. December 12th, 
Final Fantasy IV for the Game Boy Advance came out. Love me, love me some Game Boy Advance. Never really was a Final Fantasy guy, but Game Boy Advance, I loved it. I've played the beginning of Final Fantasy X like okay. five times. Okay, just but, the beginning. Yeah, haven't made it much farther than that. Okay. And December 22nd, Kingdom Hearts 2 for the PS2 came out. I haven't played those either. A game that I've always wanted to play because yeah. like, when, if you grew up watching the Disney Channel they pushed these games hard it was like every they did like behind the scenes and commercials and you heard that uh the song all the time so man did you ever play epic mickey like for the wii no oh my gosh i don't know what it does that game freaks me out (laughs) it's so weird it's like it's got this real ethereal vibe and it's like it's it's spooky i don't Mm. get why it is but it's spooky interesting yeah Hey, one other thing to mention, Nick, yeah. you graduated from college in 2005. I did in December specifically. Yeah, I was a December grad. Yeah. Wow. This was this was my uh my time to be free. I started high school in 2005. Did you? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Milestone yep. for both of us. In <laughs> December of 2005, I was rooming in a little cabin. Well, it was a cabin, so we didn't have the same room. We had separate rooms. But I was cabin mates with Steve Rudd, who's now my co-host on The Sindorian Life. Wow. Yeah. Magical time. Maybe the most fun I've ever had that year that Steve and I lived together in that cabin. <laughs> ever? The most fun you've ever had. All right. Maybe. All right, Nick. Take us beyond the zip code. In 2001, Jenny Garth, who starred in the movie we covered last year, A Kind-Hearted Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot it, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of washed over me, too. I barely remember it even now. There was a whole thing where she was the town secret Santa. Yeah. And she didn't she didn't want the news anchor to know that it was her, but there was no reason to keep this fact from him. It oh, was yeah. She very manufactured. Yes. The, uh, I don't know. I I'm, See, now I'm thinking about all the Christmas movies that we've watched together, Kendra. We watched <laughs> Very Merry Daughter of the Bride, which kind of had Luke Perry and had Jason Priestley for one second. Mm-hmm. And then was the Tiger Cruise one, USS, the USS Christmas, Christmas. Trevor Donovan, the yep. CW years. And then last year was Kindhearted Christmas. And then here we are with Deck the Halls. Is that it? I think that is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, in 2011, Jenny Garth started the holiday movie, A Christmas Wedding Tale. In the movie, Susan, that's Jenny Garth, and Jake, who's played by Jack Rowe, basically get parent trapped by their dogs, Rusty and Cherie. And the dogs can talk kind of in a look who's talking now scenario and the dogs are voiced by jay moore and nikki cox they get parent trapped by their dogs by the dogs well kind of like in uh, 101 dalmatians you know where okay. pongo and purdy like try to get roger and anita together Whoa, look at me pulling those names <laughs> yeah out of nowhere. good job oh my gosh i didn't even have to reach high for that <laughs> but yeah same concept christmas wedding tale pongo is such a cute dog name it is a cute name i've always yeah. loved that name yeah yeah all good. right All right, let's look at our synopsis for this year's Christmas movie, (laughs) Deck the Halls. Recently widowed (laughs) Holly Hall. It took me halfway through the movie to realize her name is Holly Hall. Oh, my gosh. Is that why it's called Deck the Halls? Yes. Holly Hall. (laughs) I did not put that together at all. I was like, why is it called this? It still doesn't make sense to say Deck. But it's at least a pun. It's a play on something. Oh, geez. Okay, sorry. Starting over. Recently widowed Holly Hall Uh, leaves 
her job in the big city to move with her son, Ben, back to her hometown, where she'll take a job at her family's toy company. Ben is immediately taken with their loud neighbor, Nicholas St. Clair, and schemes to make Nick fall in love with Holly. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, Holly struggles with her new life and is delighted to run into an old flame, Dr. Olson, the local vet. But uh-huh. there's just something about Nick. There's yeah. some, there's romance and a little magic in the air. So let's yep. deck the halls. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> it sounds like she's going to get punched. Like if you deck someone, you're like punching them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it does. All it right, does. Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode, or t- today's movie, if you want to call it that, was written by Mark Sanderson from a story by Jeffrey Schenk, directed by George Mendelek. So our 90210 alums featured in this are, of course, Gabrielle Carteris as Holly Hall, best known for playing Andrea Zuckerman in 90210. Her Christmas credits include the movie 12 Wishes of Christmas, alongside fellow 90210 alum Elisa Donovan, best known as Ginger LaMonica, mm-hmm. Valerie's nemesis, who will... <laughs> Give up everything for a night with David. Everything. That's her 12th wish of Christmas is one night with Brian Austin Green. <laughs> also in the cast, we have Stephen Culp as Dr. Olson. Now, based on the cover and the premise, you probably think that Stephen Culp as Dr. Olson is a primary character, when in fact, not really. Nope. No, not really. Nope. Not really. Plays a pivotal role, but, you know. Uh, anyway, we just saw him as Mr. Dreesen in season six of 90210. He was the one who was interviewing Brandon about the internship uh, in Boston, which Brandon turned down so he and Susan can go on a road trip. For a summer of looking at twine. So stupid. Uh, best known for his roles on Jag and Desperate Housewives. He has no other Christmas credits, but he did appear in the TV movie The Waltons Thanksgiving Reunion. Oh. So I'm going to count it. All right. Okay. Here are some of the other casts featured. We have Stephen Basic as Nicholas St. Clair. He is credited as Hank McCoy in X-Men 2. What? And I was like, how can that be? That can't be true. So I reached out to our mutual friend, Derek Nichols. Oh, yes. I know Previously on X-Men. And I was like, hey, was Hank McCoy in X2? And he was like, yeah, on the TV, in the bar. And sure enough, he was. (laughs) Okay. Sure enough, he was. And that uh, that was our Nicholas St. Clair here guy. Uh, he also appeared in the series Jeremiah with Luke Perry. He has some he has some holiday credits. He has this one is so awkwardly titled Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. <laughs> Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christmas with the Darlings and Once Upon a Christmas Miracle. We have Jocelyn Lowen as Melody. Ridiculous voice on this Ridiculous. one. Ridiculous. But I don't know if she's doing it on purpose, if it's a choice for the character, or if she really talks like one of the mice in Cinderella. But it was not distracting. good. Not good. Distracting. She plays Melody. She's Andrea, or whatever her name is, Holly Hall's friend. Uh, she was in the movies Falling for Christmas, Christmas Town, Eve's Christmas. Get it? Not Christmas Eve, but Eve's uh... Christmas. And Ebenezer. We have Josh Hayden as Ben Hall, the little boy. He would appear in A Christmas Caper with Shannon Doherty the very next year in 2006. Wow. So maybe we got to watch that next year. Maybe. I feel feel like we've dug into Shannon Doherty's past enough with Witch Slayer Gretel. Maybe. And, maybe. What was the other one? What else did we do? Witch we, Slayer Gretel and charmed. wasn't there one other? Charmed. Yes. We just did Charmed. Anyway, Ken Pogue as Grandpa Hall. 
So I was sure that I'd seen this man before. He's been, he was in a TV movie of Henry V back in the 60s and worked pretty steadily uh, until I think the early 2000s. Been in a million things. None of them I was like, yes, of course. But I did learn that he did voice work in the Ewoks and Droids Adventure Hour. Oh. So I'm going to hear his voice sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Plus, he did Christmas movies like An American Christmas Carol and A Dog Named Christmas, which is based on the book by Greg Kincaid. Guess what, Kendra? <gasps> I interviewed Greg Kincaid about that book over on the All the Books show. That's right. You did. So you can find that, you know, SoundCloud.com slash All the Books or YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and hear me talk to Greg Kincaid. Awesome. Finally, we have Maureen Thomas as Grandma Hall. She was an odd duck, I thought. A little bit. She brought a, brought a weird energy. <laughs> I don't know. This is her only Christmas movie, but she was in episodes of The Outer Limits, Stargate, and The 4400. Do, 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 do. The 4400 has been on my list for a while. 4400. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I didn't, me and the rest of the world chose not to watch the CW reboot, but the original is fine. Okay. All right. That's it. There's other people, but I don't want to talk about them. (laughs) I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to. All right. Well, let's dig in, shall we? Let's deck these halls. Let's do it. All right. So we start at the grandparents' house. It is Thanksgiving, and they're cooking and getting ready for dinner. Melody is there as well. So she's just the friend, but she works for the grandfather. Yeah. And so she's there for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so it's Melody and Holly yeah. and the grandma. Grandma. Yeah. And they're talking about, you know, her husband passed away and the holidays are difficult because, yeah. you know, for Ben, Ben's adjusting, having to move and missing his dad. And it's just tough. You're rough. For some reason, Gabrielle Carteris is dressed like Meg from Hercules uh, in this first scene. <laughs> Gabrielle Carteris's wardrobe, um, it's like they just went to a Cracker Barrel and bought anything that they could find. Yes. <laughs> they deck the hall referring to her costumes because she was wearing like opera capes like to the bank. It was Every insane. poncho, there is some Cracker Barrel somewhere that was missing all ponchos. It they was. bought it every was. single one. And and you got to have a brooch. You got to have a brooch to pull <laughs> that together. Brooch. Do you remember that? I think it was season one, even that episode where Brenda worked at the shop and Cindy came in and pretended to be like a glamorous. I'm yeah. gonna buy everything, and then didn't. That's Gabrielle Carteris's costumes for the entire run of this movie, which makes her look like a 45 year old, not like a young widowed no. mother. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And I, I really. And struck, she's got like, like the short, like super yeah. short, like Kelly yeah. hairdo. Tip hair, yeah. yeah. And I, I spent the whole movie being like, are we trying to make her look old, elegant, rich, fancy, metropolitan? I have no idea. No idea. I don't know why they dressed her like this at all. <laughs> I don't either. It was crazy. But this pink one, I think, was probably the worst. Yeah. It was like hot, like Pepto-Bismol pink. And yeah, yeah big poncho gathered. Yeah, still had the Cracker Barrel tags on it, like you said. <laughs> it was something else. It was a look. It was a choice. Yep. Ben and his grandpa are in the other room playing a Jimmy Neutron video game. On the GameCube. On the yeah. GameCube. On the GameCube. That yep. made me laugh. I, at first, I thought it was a made-up video game, but then I saw Jimmy Neutron running around. Yeah, but then they were like, oh, yeah, the grandpa seemed to imply that they made that game. And I was what? like, if this, 
If this company has a deal with oh, <laughs> Nickelodeon. Like his... <laughs> well, later on, he says they're one of the biggest toy manufacturers in the country. So yeah, not, nothing they do has anything to do with video games. No. Like, that's a very different field. But maybe maybe the grandpa invented Jimmy Neutron in this universe. <laughs> it wouldn't be the craziest thing that happens within the confines of this universe. <laughs> it so. would not. All right. Dinner's ready. So they all sit down to eat and they say a prayer and they mention the husband, the past husband, the Michael, um, that they hope he's with, with God in heaven. Post-dinner, everyone is heading to their cars, and the Ben is playing with his golden retriever, whose name is Oscar. Uh-huh. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Andrea like this whole episode. Holly, <laughs> Holly is saying, you know, that Michael got Ben that dog and right. he she Michael's thinks the dead dad. Michael's the dead dad, yeah. And she feels like Ben feels closer to his dead dad when he's playing with the dog. And he's with the dog. Yes, but but she said that with such meaning that I kinda wondered, are we heading for like a Michael Keaton Jack Frost scenario? Yeah. yeah. You know, where like is the dad somehow the dog? The That's dog. She, yeah. The way that everybody else reacted was like, That's weird. <laughs> You know, maybe everyone was like, oh, boy, she's really yeah. losing it, isn't she? Right. So they establish this here. And then later when the dog comes into play, I guess that's why. But there's no like connecting tissue between no. the two. So it's very like, OK. So they head out. And as they're leaving, the grandparents are talking and saying, you know, I hope this new job will help her move on. But Michael was her true love. So that's going to be difficult. Yeah. Holly and Ben head home. And when they get there, there is a truck with a big sleigh with presents in their driveway. Yeah. And it's their new neighbor who introduces himself as Nicholas St. Clair, but they can call him Nick. Nick. He's a real saint. He, he is. And just uh, for listeners, I, I recommend you watch the movie if you're going to listen to this, but maybe not. Maybe you and just want to listen to us describe it. We did share it on social media because you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. So if you look on either our Facebook or Twitter, we've got a link for it. So if you want to pause and watch this movie, Godspeed. <laughs> so, but Nick, if you're not going to watch it, Nick's vibe is like Hawaiian shirts, long hair, yeah. beach bum kind of kind yes. of vibe. Yes. Yes. But very in a very like put together kind of way. Yeah. Though. Not, yeah, really not like dirty loose. and gr- no. grungy, but like he's got no. this like laid backness about him. How would you rate him look wise? I thought he was attractive. You thought he was like cute? Okay. Yeah, I thought I he was cute. I couldn't tell in the beginning. I was like, are we trying to set up, like at this point, I was very confused because it seemed like we were kind of leaning towards a, a romance with the two of them. And that I didn't get at all. They seem like a completely different yeah, wheelhouses. Like that's, that's a weird buy for me. So at this point I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before he turned around and we saw his face, I thought that it was Billy Ray Cyrus from the back. <laughs> yeah. Like Billy Ray D- Cyrus circa doc. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kendra, a little something for you to look forward to. Billy Ray Cyrus has a recurring role in the CW years of 902. Oh, excellent. Yeah, he does. He does. Okay, so Holly is unhappy because he's blocking the driveway. She wants him to move, like, right now. She makes a big deal about it. Yeah. 
Ben is instantly like, let's be friends with I this want to guy. I know all about this guy. Yeah. yeah. So he offers him some turkey and is like, is that your sleigh? Do you have reindeer? He very quickly thinks that he like is Santa or works for Santa or whatever. Yeah. Nick, how old is, is your son right He's now? Eight. He's, He's eight. He's eight. Okay. And how does, does he believe in Santa? He pretends he does. Okay. But he knows it. Like, he doesn't actually. My point you know. is this eight-year-old acts like a five-year-old when it comes to, like, yes, believing in Santa yes. and stuff. Yes. To me. Mm-hmm. But I don't have an eight-year-old, so I wanted to it's get your also, opinion. It's also a crazy jump. It's a crazy yes. jump for him to see this, like, you know, sexy surfer bro who does have a sleigh. You can't, you can't disregard that fact. He does yeah. have a sleigh. But to be like, you know what? I bet this guy is Santa Claus. It's I bet crazy, he's Santa. Is a crazy leap. <laughs> okay, so later that night, uh, Ben is watching with binoculars through the windows as Nick is still unloading his sleigh. He's like bringing in giant nutcrackers and presents and all this because he, stuff. He also just moved in. Like he rented it. Yes, it's, I didn't say that. Yes. It's not like a duplex necessarily, but it seems like a shared driveway or like a shared garage situation yeah i think they it's, say it's at odd. one point that he's renting the home from the people that live there like they're out of town for yes. the season and so yeah. he's renting and he's the just house. there seasonally yeah. yes so then we start hearing these loud noises holly is like she's looking at the numbers for the for the business because yeah. that's about yeah, to be her line. job yeah. and it's not looking good but then she's distracted by all these loud like sawing and whatever he's doing in his workshop so she marches over there and she bursts in and she's like uh it's the middle of the night can you like be quiet mm-hmm. and not do these things she goes and- really hard both times like yeah. when they're in the driveway earlier she's like move the truck or you're dead yep like she's so mean a little and bit of karen she- energy for sure she- you're right and she's mean here too also worth pointing out she's wearing elaborately ornate pink silk pajamas yes and she i don't know that there's a time when she's not wearing like a pearl necklace <laughs> yeah I don't know what kind of energy they're going for with that I don't know you know either. Uh, so she tells him that he's he's got a d minus as a neighbor at the moment yeah. he's not yeah. doing well mm-hmm. so she goes back to the house and she you know, catches Ben spying and she tells him to get in bed. And um, Ben tells her he thinks maybe Nick works for Santa. Mm, Like he's doing, he's got a lot of Santa energy over there. Yeah. Yeah. Does he though? (laughs) Again, he has a sleigh. He has a sleigh. He has a workshop. He's never like jolly or anything like that. He doesn't act as Santa would act in any way. Yeah. But he does have a sleigh. Holly pulls out the wishbone from Ugh. earlier from because yes. it's Thanksgiving. So from right. the from the Thanksgiving meal and they do the wishbone and Ben gets the big piece, <clears throat> which he's very excited about. Yes, wish is going to come true. So she leaves his room and Ben gets out of bed to say his prayers. He tells God to say hi to his dad and throughout throughout this movie. It seems like what this eight-year-old has been told is that his dad's just gone to help God for a bit. Yeah. And implying that he may return or something. Yeah. He says a thing, I don't know if it's this point or later, but he, he makes the comment that, like, 
they they told him that God just needed his dad a little bit more than Ben needed his dad right now. He which, does say he does say that during this prayer, and he right says here. some other stuff later. Yeah, it's just I really question the theology of whoever <laughs> is telling the kid that because that's well, dangerous. also it's probably yeah, it's not good to give him like false hope or yeah. whatever. I don't know. Right, right. It's not good false hope, but on the other hand, it's like, hey, kid, sorry, God wanted your dad, and he took him. Yeah. That's the way it works. That's how it goes. Yeah. God sees something, he takes it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So Holly hears this prayer and then she goes back to her room and uh does some does some crying because she's sad. Just a little bit of crying. Yep. All right. The next morning, what do you remember the name of the toy company? Is it like Dreamland Toys <laughs> or something? I don't. Okay. No, I so don't. her father, the grandfather, runs this toy in big toy company yeah one of the biggest in the country apparently it was kind of like the toy company in the movie big oh yes this grandpa is a lot (laughs) he's just like with a big polka dot tie and like all the goofy stuff he's like riding a scooter throughout the halls yeah she's just like again she's cast as basically the villain of this story where she comes in with like a big green poncho wrap you know, she she looks like Miss Marple trying to solve a crime, but she comes in here and she's like, she's got to look at the books and everything. And the dad is like so insensitive to the fact that this is not her thing. Yeah. At all. And he's just like putting whoopee cushions under her seat, basically. He's like, we have fun here. Blah. Yeah. 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 So she she tells him, you know, I've been looking at the numbers and you're way over budget with this Christmas, you know, uh, campaign that you've been doing this year. And he's like, well, Nick's in charge of that, and he's really great, and I love Nick. Mm-hmm. So they decide to go meet Nick. Guess what? It's what? her neighbor, <gasps> Nicholas Saint, whatever. Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicholas. Yeah. yep. Saint Claus. And oh boy, she is not happy to see him. No, she's not. Santa here doesn't handle it well either. He's no. not like, oh, let's. He really, I don't. I never understand the relationships we're trying to set up in this movie ever. Like the movie ends and I'm like, okay, that's where we were headed. Okay. You know, but here it's like their early antagonism doesn't to me play like sexual chemistry at all. Mm -mm. No. And his, his area where he works, like looks like a Santa's toy shop kind of thing. Like there's presents everywhere. (laughs) He has some elf, elf friends yeah uh who yeah. also help and they only refer to them as the elves throughout right. this whole right. movie one of them's name is dino i do remember yes that. that's right one there is a dino. dino yes one is named dino. but but when kendra says that it looks like santa's village i just want people to make sure they're they're really picturing because the outside of this is just a regular office building you go inside it's like gabled roofs and stained glass and like exposed wood it's like why <laughs> And the outside also has an on-air sign. So I assume that they film. I guess they're doing like their promo stuff movies? in this room. Yeah. Yeah. For the, okay. for the campaign. Okay. All right. I don't know. So yeah, she's, she's going to meet with him later to talk about the budget because she is not pleased with all the money he's been spending. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When she first got to her office, Melody asked her if she would go to the vet with her. So now yeah, they're now they're going strange. to the vet. I think okay. Melody is trying to hook her up with with Doctor Olson. Olson. Okay. I think that's what's happening because they get there and and they're talking about Nick and like oh Nick is cute, 
huge poncho in this. I was like, <laughs> at this point, I even wrote it down. I was like, what is with the ponchos? Yeah, I yeah. don't understand. I think this one we could call a tarp. It it's was like. Good. It's like she it's like she's in like the Red Hatter society, yes. but she's not old. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So they're talking about Nick and she's like, ah, he's not my type. So then they get in the office and Melody's like, oh, Mr. O- you know, Vet Olson. He's super cute. And there's nothing wrong with Melody's cat. So I really think that it was just a ruse oh, to maybe to get them okay. together. And it works. Uh, Dr. Olson is very interested in Holly and maybe hanging out with Holly. Because and... they have a past. They yes. were like, and this is Holly. They went to high school ex- together, I think. Yeah, I don't know if we've expressly said, but this is like her hometown that she's yes. back to after years and years. So he's like, oh, your new, new New York City job or whatever city she was from. And yeah, they recount, like, oh, remember that time we kissed on a hayride or whatever? And uh, yeah, so he's. Oh, yeah, like, oh, she I got. Run into you sometime. They kissed, and he got her gum, his gum in her braces, which makes me want to vomit thinking about that. That is gross. Gross. That is gross. Gross, gross, gross. Okay, so yeah, they have a little flirty flirt. So then they go back to work, and Ben arrives after school. He's very excited. He won his hockey game at school. And she's like, well, I have work to do. Why don't you go down to the fun center, whatever that is, and hang out there. So as he's on his way, he passes by Nick's workshop. Yeah, his workshop. And he's talking with his elves about, you know, we have so much work to do before Christmas. And he like sneaks in, but then he ends up knocking stuff over and announcing his presence Mm -hmm. and nick is like oh you have a hockey stick very cool we need to play hockey sometime i promise i will play hockey with you yes that's key and then holly finds ben in there with nick and she gets him out of there so they can go meet santa and then nick and the elves do a photo shoot in that room (laughs) yeah for the campaign i would assume Uh uh-huh uh-huh it's way over budget yeah Okay, so Ben and Holly go to the toy store so that Ben can sit on Santa's lap. And he's already, like, he really thinks that Nick is Santa. So he's like, I know you're not Santa because Santa is, like, a young, hip person. But you work for Santa, I assume. So I'm going to tell you what I want. And he leans in to whisper. And he just, like, wrecked this Santa's life with whatever he whispered. And the Santa is speechless. He doesn't say, he sort of... He slowly pats him and just like stares off into the distance. He really <laughs> messed him up. <laughs> he, he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Santa we don't we don't like hear we don't hear what he what he whispered, but does whatever he, he... His, <laughs> I mean, does he want his dad back? Is that, I, mean, I mean, yeah, assume. I think that's what we're supposed to assume. Or like a new dad. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> Something about a dad. And Andrea is kind of like, she tears up. And I don't remember what she says, but she kind of is like, she oh, She said, sorry. like, you know, he thinks you can do miracles or That's something right. like that. That's do the right. impossible. Yep. So on their way out of the store, they run into Dr. Olson, who's there doing some shopping. And he meets Ben. And he's like, oh, did you tell Santa what you want? And Ben's like, Santa can't bring me what I really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the and- kid takes a long drag on a cigarette and looks <laughs> yeah. off into the distance. Here's a mistake. This is a missed opportunity because I think Dr. Olson and the kid should have really hit it off. They should have had like a magic connection here. Yeah. It should have been a noteworthy like chemistry kind of thing that the three of them together is a good fit. 
Yes. And we do not get that at all. Yeah. I mean, he says like nice things to Ben, but yeah, but it's, yeah, it's nothing crazy. No. All right. So work the next day. Uh, Nick comes to talk with Holly about the budget. Apparently he has spent $14,000 on the elves alone, like right. on their hotel yeah, and their food. And yeah. yeah, he says they're professional actors. Like mm-hmm. it's important that we pay them. Yeah. Yep. Nick tries to get her to go to lunch with him, but she says, no, she's going to eat at her desk. And he says, one day you and I will have a meal together. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And at this point I was like, is he into her? It's not yeah, I clear. Don't know. It's not I don't, clear at all. It's never clear. But in this moment, I really don't know. Yeah. At home, Ben checks the mail. This whole time he's like, Santa hasn't written me back. Is yeah. that a thing? That Santa's supposed to write the kids well, back? I had the same question. In fact, it's right here in my notes. Why do they expect Santa to write him back? Yeah. Because everybody seems to be like, oh, he's busy. Santa will write you back at any moment without any clear plan to, yeah. to do this. Everyone's like, Santa will write you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But like no but, one is. <laughs> but but I think we got to save this for the wrap because I think there is a reason why. Okay. All right, we'll come back to it then. So the mailman pulls up in his car and he... This is neither here nor there, but they have like created a whole new look for the post office. Like the the truck with like... Looks like a food truck. Yeah, there's like a new post office logo. And I couldn't decide like, is this Canadian? Is like, are we seeing... Why would they create a new... It was just... I don't know. I focused on it way too long. I was like, why does the postman have a new logo and outfit? But whatever who knows so the the mailman says you know no letters from santa but here are the rest of your letters and then he puts a bunch of letters in nick's mailbox so their mailboxes are like you know on either side of the driveway they're right next to each other right (laughs) so ben goes inside grandma is there giving him ginger cookies and milk for a snack which sounded amazing I can't, it does sound good. I can't put my finger on it, but this grandma just has a weird energy. Mm, I don't know. There's something befuddled about I don't know. It's weird. Maybe it's just me. As he's eating his snack on the news, there's a story about two secret admirers who met at Christmas or I don't know. Doesn't matter. But all it all that matters is that Ben is then like, well, what's a secret admirer? And the grandma has to explain it and she says you know your grandpa and i were secret admirers and we traded letters in our lockers which may i point out if you know who each other are you are no longer secret secret admirers no the relationship might be secret but (laughs) it can't go in both directions right right yeah and she saved these letters that they wrote to each other ben really wants to see these letters maybe it was a she loves me shop around the corner you've got mail scenario where they maybe. inadvertently were, were messaging each other back and forth maybe we have to allow for this <laughs> we have to allow for this possibility so nick arrived no holly arrives home first she checks the mail and she has all of nick's mail Ugh, what does she do with guy. it she doesn't uh put it in his mailbox she brings right. it inside her house the mailbox is right there. It's right there. It's right, right there. there. Just stick yeah. it in his mailbox. Yeah. Um, so she she comes in and her and the grandma talk about, you know, 
the grandma's like, Nick seems great. And she's like, he has everyone fooled, but he's the worst human being on the planet. So I think really we are supposed to think that these two are destined to be together, right? Yeah. Aren't we? Well, that's what it seems feel? like. Yeah. They just have no chemistry. No. Like not a drop of chemistry. Nope. Nope. So Nick arrives home and checks his mailbox and all of Holly's mail is in the mailbox. So now, you know, the Ben has switched their mail. Oh. Is what I assume. Because we saw the mailman put him in the right mailboxes. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So Ben, we, we then see Ben looking through the company directory and he gets Nick's email address from the company yeah. directory. Yes. This is when I realized that their last name is Hall because Nick comes to the door and is like, hi, Mrs. Hall. Is Holly here? And I was like, her name is Holly Hall. That's just that's just not nice. I, I think that this is already established, but when the email comes along, there's a thing earlier where part of Nick's idea was that the kids would email <gasps> yes. the company. The kids would email like Santa through the company and then the parents would get an auto-generated email that's like, here are what the kids are telling Santa that he wants. So the kids using the, the email interface is sort of like baked into the story. So as it starts to happen here, is that it makes what a he's... little... Is that what he's doing? With the kid? We'll talk we'll talk about the whole email thing in a second okay, because okay. I have many thoughts. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so Ben's starting to hatch this plan. They switch their mail back and you know, she's she's very cold to him as they're switching the mail. She's like, Thanks for the mail, bye, get out of here. The next day at work, Holly has an email from a secret admirer. The email address is something like secretadmirer at admirer.org or something like that. It's yeah. it's a silly email address. The kids somehow made an email address. So internet security in 2005 was <laughs> not great. And Melody thinks this is very exciting. She's yeah. like, oh, you should write back to this person. If I just want to say now in 2022, if you get an email like this, please do not respond. Do not don't. click any links. Do not. Don't even open it if you don't recognize the email address. Yeah. And never send money. No. Okay? Never. Never. Do, no personal never. information. Never. Don't they do, do it. They do not need that dental surgery. Okay? <laughs> Their car is not in the shop. They want to um, take your kidney. For my one client that I work with, I'm no. responsible for the one inbox. And I always have to check the spam just to make sure. And there's always like at least once a week from the same person an email saying uh, that they're trying to sell a piano. And I never even open it, but I can see, yeah. you know, yeah. that they're like, I have a piano to, say, to sell. <laughs> As you know, Kendra, I work in a library. And so we help people with like email and stuff like all the time. And it's shocking to me some of the things that people fall for. Yes. You know, like I just, you know, like I just like that. Like I wouldn't even question it. I would just be like, yep, fake. But other people are, are, get an email and they're like, hello, I am president. <laughs> I need you for a special president job. If you give me $50, I'll give you $3,000. Yes. Love president. Yes. <laughs> and people fall for it. Yes. I, there have been things that I have almost fallen for, like, 10 years ago. I feel like today I'm much more savvy. But my husband, Eric, who also works at the library, just was texting me the other day about he had to stop a patron from putting all of their personal information into yeah. this fake website. He was oh, yeah. like, no, this isn't real. <laughs> stop doing it. 
here's another clever one. We, you know, our, like our, our employee names are listed on the website, not our emails, but like our names. And so somebody sent somebody who works in like our finance department an email from me, you know, and it wasn't my email address. It was just a made up email address, but it was like, hey, could you get a bunch of Amazon gift cards yes. and then tell me all of the numbers on them? Because I got to do a thing real quick. And if you could just do that for me quickly and like, you know. I don't have dumb people who work here. So like they were like, oh, look at this weird spam thing. But that's pretty clever. It's, that's pretty good. It's clever. It's creepy. It is it's, creepy. Just watch yeah. just watch yourself is is what I'm saying here. Yes. Be she very does careful. she does not watch herself. She, she engages with this person. I think very dangerous to be writing your mother secret admirer letters. Like it is. You don't know what she's gonna say. You don't. Back. You don't. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's been so long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so she decides to answer, and then we see Nick, and he's like, oh, I have a secret admirer. And at this point, I'm like, how? How? How is this? So... (laughs) So Ben is sending secret admirer letters to his mom, who's responding, but then... He's not sending her responses. Is is he sending her responses to Nick? Yes. But not so, not Nick's responses to her because he's copying the letters that his grandparents wrote. Right. Yes. But Nick, when this all comes out later on, Nick says the from email addresses of both of what they're getting are from this same account. Right. No, I think they're responding and then he's choosing what he sends to the other one. Because, yeah, when he emails... Gabrielle Carteris, he's like, hey, daddy-o, let's you and I go to the malt shop and have a good time listening to some Gene Pitney albums, you know, and she's going for it. But yeah, I think that's what it is. He's selectively sending things through, so they're both having this experience like they're getting messages. But they're responding, but they're never getting each other's real responses. He's The kid is making up their responses every time? Or he's just forwarding the responses, like he's doing a copy paste. But and at one point, but after, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get there. Hold okay, on, okay. hold on. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So then we have like a a toy company meeting with all the higher ups, and it's it's all fun. The grandpa is like shooting people with Nerf guns and stuff, and we learn that Holly and Melody are really turning things around. You know, they're getting yeah. the budget on track. They are. Except for Nick's department is still over budget, yeah, but everyone nothing. else is doing great. Nothing you could do. So then we get this like email montage of like Ben is copying these letters that his grandparents wrote to each other, right. emailing them out, and then Nick and Holly are emailing each other or emailing Ben. It's stupid. It is stupid. I mean, I think it just has to be the kid is a mastermind and is choosing the right stuff to send through. It's really? Just, this kid yeah. who thinks his neighbor is Santa Claus is smart, is smart enough to come up with this? I I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess well, so. Well, he's like brought these letters to school because he's at school and this kid, Matthew, who only calls Ben new kid, won't right. call him by his, by his right. real mm-hmm. name. Classic says, you know, like, what are you doing? These letters are weird. Who says, see you later, alligator? Who even says that anymore? And 
Ben tells Matthew that he thinks his neighbor is Santa, which Matthew does not believe. So he's going to have to prove it to Matthew. Good for Matthew. Can yeah. we watch a movie about Matthew? Because he seems to have a good head on his shoulders. Yep. We also see Melody and Holly talking about a secret admirer email while Ben is in the room. And so he's yep. like, you know, excited because his right, plan right, is working. Right. Ben then says he wants to get a tree that night and uh holly at first says she's too busy but ben really wants a tree so they're gonna go get a tree yeah so they go to get a tree and guess who's there nick nick st (laughs) Clair. he's getting tree trees for the less fortunate is that what he's doing (laughs) i think so yeah okay yeah something like that yeah classic charity yep ben tells nick that he still has not gotten a letter back from santa and nick's like i'm gonna take care of it don't worry about it you're getting you're getting your letter back i'll get on it and he he asks uh what ben wants for christmas and ben says can you bring my dad back he had to go away and help god with some stuff it just feels like he believes that his dad is going to like come home and be like, I was on this big business trip for the past couple of years. I know. You kind of picture him being like, oh, Ben, oh, your dad was here, but he just left. He oh, got called back. And, oh, what? I'm getting a phone him. call from him. Yep. Okay. I'll tell him. <laughs> just not right, good ben. psychologically. I know. For this child. Again, or, the- or theologically, it's really unsound all across the board. <laughs> So Nick, you know, he feels for Ben. He thinks Ben is this special kid. To cheer him up, they do like a photo shoot with the elves again. Sure, sure. For funsies. If these elves, if these actors playing the elves, to be clear, or maybe not, I don't know. (laughs) I honestly don't know. But like if they're just on call 24-7 and they're taking fun photo shoots, I think Gabby's got a point. Yeah. That uh, he's spending a little too much on on this budget. (laughs) So the elves are actually going to stay at Nick's house now because, you know, to save on the hotel bill. Oh, to save they're money. Just, yeah. money. Yeah. Stay at his house. They, they, see, that's how you know they're not equity because there would definitely be regulations about where they're allowed to stay. Yeah. Okay. So they go home with their new tree and they're decorating it and talking about Nick. And they find an ornament that Michael, the dead dad, had made. Well, he's, help, he's helping God, but yeah. He's helping God. He's helping God. <laughs> An ornament that he had made that had Santa Claus on it. And as they are decorating, she, uh, Holly sees out the window that Nick is walking to the mailbox with a letter in his hand. Mm-hmm. And the next day, Ben goes to check the mail, and lo and behold, there's a letter from Santa. A letter from Santa. And he's saying, you know, be good, and you'll get presents, or whatever he yeah. says. Yeah. At work... The mystery man now wants to meet Holly for lunch. For lunch. So we're going in person. Bring your own picnic. Yep. Yep. So they're going to meet in the park for lunch. And as as she's on her way to the park, she passes Nick in the hallway. And he's like, oh, can't do the invoices right now. I'm on my way to lunch. Mm -hmm. But they go in opposite directions. They go in opposite, yeah. Yeah. So she goes to the park and she asks a man, like, are you here to meet someone? And he's like, no, but I could be. She's like, no, thank you. He loves a lady wearing pearls at 11 a.m. Yep. And Nick is sitting right behind her and they're like, wait a minute. You're my secret admirer. She has the emails printed and in her purse. 
Yes. For him to look at. Yeah. And he, this is where he's like, well, this is the same e- email address that's been emailing right, right. me. So yeah. someone has set us up. Yeah. Holly immediately thinks Melody is the one who but set it up. Also kind of like, she's like, you emailed me first. And he's like, you emailed me first. So it's like they kind of fall for it. But then, yeah, as they pick it apart, they're like, all right, someone's the mastermind behind this. Yes. So they decide to eat together since they're kind both there flirty little lunch again no chemistry it's like an aunt and her nephew (laughs) back from college but yep you know we learn that her husband died in a car accident and okay but we learn that because uh nicholas st Clair is like so what happened to your husband your your kid says he's just like helping god what does that mean that's just that's a bold question i mean i think everybody would be curious but to just come out and just lay it on the line like that when they don't know each other is uh it's bold yeah well, Nick thinks that, you know, love can be found again, maybe right in front of you. So yeah, he also is apparently a great lunch maker. He made this like delicious sandwich, which she yeah. tries. Well, I, I wish I had written down the ingredients, mm-hmm. but I did not. Okay. So they go back to work and Holly asks Melody, like, did you set this up? And Melody says, no, it wasn't her. And I guess now... Holly is starting to to thaw a little bit. She says, you know, there is something special about Nick. Yeah. At home, Matthew and Ben are up in his room and they're they're wearing like space suits. I don't know what they were playing. Yeah, they were wearing the grandpa and him were wearing space suits when they were playing the Jimmy. But they were just wearing the helmets. He's wearing like a full like silver space suit. Yep. Matthew still doesn't believe that Nick is Santa, so they go to the window to look over at his house, and the elves are leading some reindeer out of a trailer. So now yeah, that's, he has reindeer. A, that's hard evidence right yeah. there. Elves, reindeer, presents, workshop. It works. And Matthew's like, what if Santa becomes your dad? Like, <gasps> that would be crazy. Super cool. Yep. Holly takes another look at the emails. There have been a lot of spelling errors in these emails, by the way. Even though he's copying them directly. Yes. So I guess, he, I guess his grandpa was like an idiot. <laughs> and she asks, she kind of brings it up over dinner, like, you know, these these letters I've been getting from my admirer and all this stuff. And then she, like, comes out and is like, you yeah. know, you did this, Ben. Right. right. She's not mad at him at all. No. I would be a little peeved. I think so. If I was putting my heart on the line and I found out my eight-year-old kid was reading all of my secret admirer notes, Mm -hmm. I'd be a little annoyed. A little bit. Yeah. Yep. Well, she tells him Nick and she and Nick are meant to be friends and that's it. That's it. That's all. The next day at work, we have this quick little scene of Nick and this girl and she's like flirting with him and then he goes and plays with Bubbles. He's mm-hmm. very excited about the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, ch- a sense of childlike wonder. Yes. With Nicholas Sinclair. <laughs> so later they're decorating for the Christmas party. And we learn that Nick is going to play Santa at this Christmas party. Grandpa thinks that Holly should invite Nick over for Christmas Eve dinner because he's alone and doesn't have yeah. any family in town. Yeah. So Holly is walking past Nick's workshop and she hears him talking to Dino. Is that what so. his name is? Okay. Yeah. And he's talking about, you know, times are tough and they're really, he and his wife are really struggling for money. 
And so Nick gives him some money. And he's like, this this will get you through the holidays. Merry Christmas. And it's very, you know, she's like, oh, he's so sweet. Yeah. So then she goes in to talk to him. And she basically says, you know, Ben is getting really, really attached to you. But you're going to leave. So I think yeah. you should make yourself less available to him. Yeah. So that it doesn't hurt so much when you leave. But this it kind of like, seems like she's talking about herself as well. I guess. Yeah. They haven't really emphasized that he is only staying temporarily. Like, I think they kind of tossed that off because he was renting that seasonally. But that hasn't been a thing where the grandpa's like, oh, I'll hate to lose him in December. Or whatever. Like, nothing like that. And so for them to have the nice, like, cutesy date and then for her to come in and be like, stay away from my son, to me, was like a weird pivot. This whole scene was very like very yeah out of the blue because she's like it, she's like crying. That I means she's like yeah. facing away from him and crying like she's yeah. gonna miss him. And I was like, you hated him like right. three hours ago. Yeah. yeah, it's and also again, I don't think they're giving this kid enough credit because no. he just masterminded a whole like mystery date between the two of them, <laughs> and now they have a relationship. So I think he could handle that the guy is only here temporarily. But her solution is like. Can you just be like a jerk to him for the rest yeah. of the time? That way he won't care. You yeah. know, it's that go on. We don't want you here <laughs> mindset. So as she's on her way out, he has this whole speech about, you know, Christmas morning was about believing that something wonderful can happen. And please right. don't take that feeling away from Ben. Yeah. That miracles can happen. Sure. Like maybe his dad will come back. Maybe. So Nick goes home and Ben is in the driveway playing hockey. And if you'll remember, he promised to play mm -hmm. hockey with Ben. So at first he's like, no, I'm really busy. But then Ben convinces him and we get this whole montage of Nick, the elves, the dog and Ben playing hockey. The dog, the dog is on is goalie. goalie. Yes. Goalie, which is very cute. <laughs> very, very cute. So they're playing and we get this fun goofy montage of them playing for a bit and then the dog runs out into the road and i was like don't you hurt this dog i know, I know. don't you hurt this dog i but know the mail truck is coming the mail truck that looks like a food truck yeah is coming and the dog does get hit with the hit. truck we don't see it but we it does like it goes black and then it comes back on the dog just like laying in laying front of the, motionless. like yeah. whining in front of the truck. And I was not like, for nothing, but Oscar under that front bumper was the best acting in this whole movie. <laughs> yes. He was a good boy. Yeah. And he really, <laughs> he was a good boy. He, he knew what was asked of him in this scene and he supplied it. Yep. So they rush the dog to Dr. Olson. Oh, right. Because he's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> And he has to operate. Um, Holly arrives and is very mad at Nick. Right. She's like, I asked you to stay away from him. Now his dog is going to die. This is the worst. You're the worst. He says, you know, just you just have to have faith. And she says, not everything is going to be okay if you just like say I have faith. Dr. Ols. Hold on, I just get, was the montage in the hockey where we got the We Three Kings rap? No, that's coming. That's later. It's coming. <laughs> Okay, I just didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to miss it. I wrote it, it down because yeah. it's so awful. Okay, so Dr. Olson comes back out and says it's not looking good. There's internal bleeding. He does, he can't really do too much more. Right. It's going to take a miracle, basically, yeah. at this point. Yeah. A Christmas miracle. 
So they go home and later the vet calls and Holly says, you know, that Oscar is sleeping comfortably right now. Mm -hmm. And she tells, you know, Ben is blaming (laughs) and Ben is blaming himself. And she says, you can't control everything. And then she has a moment of like, I'm talking to myself. Everything. Oh, no. So at work the next day, she's talking with Melody and she's just, you know, complete Grinch. She's like, I have no holiday spirit. Things are so bad right now. I don't believe in miracles. The bleak midwinter is where she's at. <laughs> Later on, Nick comes to apologize to her again. And she she forgives him at this point, I think. Yeah. And she invites him to come to Christmas Eve dinner. But he says he's going to be busy. Oh, on Christmas Who Eve. Who works Christmas Eve, Kendra? That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> At home, Nick is in his workshop and he catches Ben looking in through the window. Mm-hmm. Ben wants to pet the reindeer, but he says, no, like, I'm busy. You got to get out of here. Nick, yeah. I got to pet some reindeer. Did you? Yes. When I went to Alaska, we went to, um, they have this whole, like, Santa village santa's workshop thing okay and there's this uh there's this place there where you can go and walk amongst the reindeer and it was uh really really fun they're so so soft Uh uh-huh um but you you had to be like there was like a whole spiel like you have to be careful like they will bite you like do not put your hands at their mouth or you'll lose a finger kind of thing um one one little girl did get a little she was not being supervised well and she got uh stepped on oh like she really got stepped on her foot um yeah it was not fun but uh for her i i was having fun (laughs) because that little girl Uh -uh. no way okay so they go inside his workshop oh no before they go inside the workshop ben has a present for nick and it's a it's like an ugly Christmas sweater with a duck on it. And apparently yeah. Nick loves ducks. This has never been brought up before. No, it hasn't come up. And it doesn't really work with the mythology, but okay. <laughs> so now they go in the shop and Nick tells Ben that he's one of Santa's helpers. And they yeah. start talking about Oscar the dog. Do you think he'll come home? Um, and they talk about miracles and how miracles mm-hmm. happen every day. And yeah. then so maybe the dad will be fine. Maybe. Yeah. And they hug I... and they're both crying. Like yeah. Nick is crying. The kid is crying. Yeah. I actually don't let my eight year old son hang around with other adults. I don't know unsupervised. No, I thought that this no. whole movie, I'm like, this Just is a, quirk a stranger. Just a quirk of mind. So. Okay. This is where we get the. <laughs> It's just like it's just like a montage of of Christmas scenes, yeah. but it's with a rap version of We Three Kings. It's We Three Kings, but with a Z, basically, is what what we're listening to. It's not good. The montage itself is pretty bad. At one point, I thought my TV had frozen because yeah. of the picture we were on. It was just like this blurry picture yes. of a star, yes. and yeah. I was like, "Did the TV freeze?" But no, it was no. just yep, not good, not good. Mm-mm. All right, it's time for the toy company Christmas party. Nick yeah. is getting ready to play Santa. And he's not, like hold on, hold shirtless. On. Not, the, not the grandpa 
who looks just like Santa Claus. He's <laughs> the one who runs the country. He's not doing it. No. But like sexy surf man is going to play Santa Claus. Yeah. And Love we it. have this scene where like he's shirtless and I, I feel like it was supposed to look like he's sexy, but then he has this scene with the grandpa, which is yeah. not. <laughs> no, that kind of ruins anything that we had going I don't on. know. The grandpa keeps his top on. Yeah. But Nick is shirtless. Yeah. And, you know, the grandpa says, you know, I'm sorry, things didn't work out with you and Holly. And they talk about how when Holly was younger, she ran a lemonade stand and crunched the numbers for this lemonade stand. And she's oh, always been a number cruncher. So after the grandpa leaves, Nick looks at himself in the mirror and he's like got the fake Santa beard on and he's like, it's kind of like a, when will my reflection show? (laughs) 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 So out of... (laughs) Do you remember when they remade Mulan and they were like, cut the music and no Mushu. That's what people want. (laughs) I do. It was a good, it. it was a good movie. Cut it. I liked the yeah. movie, but it was yeah. not. Yeah. D- does she hug the emperor in the end of the live action? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's a good cut anyway. So out at the party, the grandpa is thanking everyone for being there, getting all the kids together. He gives this whole speech about record sales. We're the third biggest toy company in America and great, great year, everybody. Yeah, except their budget is bust. Yeah. Like they're No, they're, because Holly fixed it. Because she fixed it within it's the all, course of the yes. year. Okay. okay. Yes. Because I mean you just can't make that kind of change over the course of like six weeks. It takes a while. Well, that's what she that. did, Nick, so I don't okay. know what to tell you. All right. She's a number cruncher. Way back to the lemonade stand days. She is very va va boomy in this dress, actually. Yes. This is like the only time she's va va yeah. boom in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So Santa Nick comes out and gives presents to all the kids. He gives presents to Holly. And and then he, like, comes over to Holly and is, like, whispering in her ear, like, have you been a good girl this year? So odd. It's so odd. I was like, what is the vibe? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, So she goes to her office to open his present. And it's a cookbook. Because of their banter about food. I guess. So he comes to find her and she says, you know, thank you for the cookbook. And Dr. Olson called and said that Oscar is still not doing well. So that's not great. Nick's going to be leaving tomorrow and they're, they're sad that he's leaving. So he brought champagne and glasses and they do this toast. And then there's mistletoe hanging on her door and so and he's like is there a chance and she's like no we're co-workers and he's like actually i don't work here anymore so we're not co-workers and so he leans in to kiss her but then he moves his moves up and kisses her head instead crazy because he was the one driving it there's two things in the scene that are crazy first of all he says that saint nick is the patron saint of unmarried women which number one is not true. And I, two, did you look that up? Because I wrote it down. He says thieves and unmarried women. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't think it is either. But the the point is, I feel like referring to her as an unmarried woman when she's recently widowed is like not cool. Yeah, I don't really think that's a thing you say. No. So I thought that was weird. But then also, 
He's being flirtatious. He's the one who is there a chance. He pushes for the mistletoe thing and then kisses her on the forehead like she's his grandma. I just feel like it's disrespectful. Yes. You know? Yes. And then she's upset. She's visibly upset. Some decent acting from Gabrielle Carteris here because she's like, what was this all about? And I have the same question. So it's just an odd. Yep. Yep. So he says, I hate goodbyes. So I'll just say Merry Christmas. Yeah. And they part ways. Yep. Hey, St. Nicholas is the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves. So there you go. Children, brewers, pawnbrokers, and students. Pawnbrokers. Yeah. And students? And students. Okay. Not unmarried women? (laughs) Unmarried women is not not according to Boston College. Then if you're going to make something up, then why not say widows? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I'm also seeing here he is the patron saint of unmarried people. So, yeah, I guess huh. that's true. That There is a level of truth to that. Unmarried people. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah, going to say, if you're going to make something up, like, say widows then, yeah. or I don't know. Weird. Still, still not Catholic, a cool thing to say. Catholic News Agency is the one claiming that. So, okay. there you go. If it's wrong, take it up with them. All right. So, our final scene of this movie is Christmas Eve dinner at the at the Halls? I guess I guess no because because we're gonna see Nick so I feel like it's at Holly's house. Oh, it's at Andrea's Holly's, yeah. But earlier he did say it was gonna be at the grandparents' house. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I don't know where they are. Oh, Does it doesn't matter. They're sorry that like, Nick. What we're coming to, I just can't. Okay. <laughs> They're sorry that Nick couldn't join them. Um, and we learned that the grandpa did offer him a full-time job and he said, we'll see, but yeah. Holly does not think that he's ready to settle down. Yeah. They're eating this log, uh, Yule log cake. Yeah. It looked amazing. It looked decadent. It looked good. Yeah. I, I, that's all I wanted. I bet it would be good. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the final scene here is Ben goes to look out the window and outside in the snow is Nick with his sleigh and his reindeer. One of the reindeer has a glowing red nose. Mm-hmm. And Holly joins Ben at the window. So they're both looking out the window seeing this. They look at Nick and he turns into Santa Claus. Yeah, like his beard grows, his hair grows, his voice drops a register. He's like, hello. <laughs> and... Then he flies. He flies away. away. He flies away. So he was, in fact, the real Santa Claus for the whole movie. The whole movie, he was the real Santa Claus. (laughs) Their their faces when he flies away are not, they do not match the action. But here's the thing, Kendra. I think this movie posits that Santa Claus is real. You know, yeah. like it's not it's not one of those movies where the kids are like, Santa Claus is real. And the adults are like, OK, no, I think this is why they assume Santa's going to write back the whole time, because nobody ever says anything about Santa not being real or anything like that. I think in their world, in the world of Deck the Halls, Santa is real and writes to children. Maybe, but I don't they have I feel like Holly and nick have a whole conversation about believing in santa because he's like people need to believe in santa and she's like well you don't believe in santa do you and he's like yeah i do don't you believe in santa oh jeez 
So well, that pokes holes in it. Does heart. it does poke some holes? If I, I was Holly, I would be like falling on the floor at like right. what just They're happened. But she just like looks happily into the sky. Oh, creepy. You... Like the uncanny valley of his change is very unsettling. It's very unsettling. <laughs> so he's the real Santa Claus and he's flying off to his next great adventure with Rudolph. Yep. Okay. That's not the end though. So no, not. then there's Ooh. a knock at the door and it is Dr. Olsen with Oscar. It's a miracle. Oscar yes. is fully healed. He's fully healed. He's no fine. internal he bleeding. It was totally fine. Yep. Oh my goodness. So they invite him in and they're decorating the tree. Oh, Awkwardly on. singing. It's like they don't even know the words to the song. The dog actually also looks great. So the surgery must have been laparoscopic because he looks fine. Looks amazing. Fine, yeah. So. Jumping on Ben. Like yeah. normal dog. Totally fine. Yep. So they're decorating the tree and Kirk is talking about like this was a miracle and sometimes the most wonderful things are just right in front of right you. Right in front of you. And Holly's like, yes, thank you, Saint Nick, for all you did for us. Which and then the all, <laughs> I, which is all I needed, like end credit it right there. And this is a crappy movie and it's fine. Nope. But then we get more. There's yeah. just like a 10 second scene at the end of a church and Holly and Dr. Olson come out of the church. They've just gotten married. Yeah. Everyone and is happy. It is not aged. Like I feel like time hasn't passed. The dog's nope. fine. And so, yeah, Holly and Dr. Olson, who has been in this movie for about three minutes, cumulative are married and everything's fine thank you saint nick thank you saint nick oh my gosh <laughs> that's the movie we would have layered in more of stephen culp and even like put him as you know dr olson even put him as kind of like well he's kind of the safe choice or whatever but no he's just not present well i think the first time they meet she and him have more chemistry in that oh, one scene sure. than sure. she and nick have throughout the whole movie Ever. so i Ever. was just like why is the focus of this movie about nick and her yeah. having like a thing right. instead of like nick trying to get her and dr olsen together or I something know. i know i think that would have made more sense instead of giving her like a romance with santa claus yeah the romance yeah the romance between them was so unbelievable and a lot of that is just they the actors had no chemistry, period. Like yeah. that's not uh, debatable. That's just a fact. They had no chemistry. And maybe if they would have, it would have kind of been like, oh, that'd be interesting. But I don't think so. I don't think the script supports a romance between those two. No. I think the focus should have been on Ben helping her and Dr. Olsen get together or yeah. Nick helping her and Dr. Olsen get together. Yeah. Because I because it's so clear from the first scene at the vet that they are going to, you know, that they have know, this chemistry and well, they're into even, each other. You'll even let Nick have a little thing for her, yeah, you know, and just have him sort of be like, well, I can't for myself because I'm, I am Santa Claus. Yeah. I like you, but I will help you find someone else. Please. Yeah. Yeah. But it just wasn't there. What was your nine of two? I know snap Kendra in this, uh, <sighs> this beautiful movie. Oh my goodness. I don't even, I guess when the dog gets hit with the, yeah, with the bad. truck. I'm going to give it to the mistletoe forehead scene because there was a lot. It was like the most serious moment of the whole thing. So I'm going to give it to that. Okay. I know you've watched a lot of Christmas movies, Kendra. How does this one rate? What's your verdict on this? See, with with these cheesy Christmas movies, there's they usually fall into three categories. Okay. There's the top is 
that was cheesy, but that was like actually a good movie that I enjoyed. Yeah. Then there's like, that was fine. That was like, you know, worth my hour and a half to watch. It was fun. And then there's like, this was bad. Yeah. And I feel like this one falls into, yeah. this was bad. And I yeah. feel like that's where all of them have fallen, which is annoying because I watched so many Christmas movies and there are a lot that fall into that middle category yeah. of like, this was fun. This was cute. I think I kind of liked Very Merry Daughter of the Bride, the first one we did. Yeah, that I that like was that probably okay. the best, like, plot-wise. Yeah. But, um... Even so, that was kind of head-scratching with some of their plots. But, <laughs> yeah, this, you know, it's it's like a it's a cool 90 minutes. Uh, I watched it fine. I wasn't like, when will this nightmare end? But, like, I don't think I'd recommend watching it. Like, it's no. not fun. We you say know. now that you're at the end of this episode and have maybe yeah. watched it. <laughs> yeah, maybe you have. It's, but but it isn't. Like, it's not fun. I don't think any of the performances are particularly good. It's not like, oh, I'm in the holiday spirit now. So I think it's a pass. I think it's a pass. It It is a pass, unfortunately. Is, and I don't really is, think it's like... Gabrielle Carteris is, is, you know, she's her normal self. Like, yeah. her acting is on par with anything in 90210, yeah, I think. True. You know? She, yeah, she, it's not like she stinks up the movie. I think no, it's... The she's writing very, stinks very up the movie. Miscast. Yes, I this agree. Kind of I agree. It's I like think... when I just watched, I just watched a movie and Erica Durance was in it. And I was like, is she 60 years old in this movie? Yeah. I was like, yeah. what are they doing with her? It was so yeah. confusing. And she's not 60. She's nowhere near 60 I, years old. So I just think, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into ages and casting ages in Hollywood, but I just, I feel like if this was a movie about a woman in the stage of life that she's actually in, you know, it would have been interesting, you know, it would have been, but like to have her try to pull off like young widow and young mom to, you know, an eight year old was just kind of like strange because that's not what the script was either. She yeah. was always like this long history of work, like professional person. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, but hey, we did it. We did. Merry Christmas. We did. Yep. <laughs> yep. I agree. Ugh. Well, hey, no. if you uh, want to hear other Christmas episodes, Nick, you've curated a list of Christmas episodes. Is that right? That's true. That's true. Over on our SoundCloud page, you can listen to all of the individual holiday episodes from the series, as well as holiday episodes of Nostalgia Me This and our past Christmas movies. So you can find that. Uh, we did share it on social media, but it's also on our SoundCloud page. So you can find it there as well. Huzzah! Yep. yep. All right, well, you can catch me every other week on this Indorian Life. And as I've said, our holiday special this year is the Lego Star Wars holiday special, uh, which we've covered. And you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I'm Miss Musebox91 online, and I am the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk about 90s music. And our Christmas holiday episode this year is NSYNC's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Oh, that sounds fun. Hey, you know what? I got one more thing to plug. Do you remember my friend Bo? I do. We, we, we dropped Bo into our feedback for Pride Month when he and I were talking about red, white, and royal blue. Well, he and I just did our cozy Christmas episode, only we both picked books that were a little bit more Hanukkah-themed, and it was <laughs> a lot of fun because the books were bad. So I look forward to, to episodes with the two of you, well, you every year. So Yeah, you can find it, uh, soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcast for house things. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next time... 
we will be looking at season six, episode 29, Ticket to Ride. And it remains to be seen if we can pull it off with the holiday season. So we might be a week late, might be right on time. We'll see if a Christmas miracle can happen. I'm going to guess it's going to be a week late, but you know. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. We got the holiday break, and I think that's that's fair. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. 9021. Ho, ho, ho.